0: Join us this week as we discuss translating toddler speaks, speech, milestones, and our ideas for working with them. So it's time to lock the bathroom door, pour a glass of wine, and take a deep breath. Welcome to the 80's Mom Podcast. Guys, doing pretty good.
1: are doing all
0: right. Christmas is Friday. Oh,
1: holy! I feel crap. like it was just Christmas. Why is it here already? Right.
0: I got oh, some. holy crap! Oh, and speaking of which, Letty sent us a lovely book that now forces me to sing Jingle Bells at bedtime. But I actually, it's really cute. So,
1: <laughs> it isn't it? I like. I started singing it and said, "Oh." got different verses that I've never learned before. Oh, and we're learning about different countries Christmases. Alrighty. Cool.
0: Xandria quite enjoyed that, and then a parade of Santa and some reindeer, I think, came by. flanked on both sides by fire trucks that were doing the short interval siren, and got her all worked up. It was like 8 o'clock. And I wanted (laughs) to kill them. It took me two hours to get her in bed after that, because she was sad the parade was gone and she wanted more parade.
1: Oh my. It was... Sorry.
0: (laughs) You're not the municipality. I don't know why they did that without... As far as I know, there was no notice. I didn't see anything.
2: They probably thought it would be a happy Christmas surprise. At, what, eight o'clock at night? Yeah.
0: Scared the crap out of my husband. He thought one of our neighbors had a heart attack. Oh. And then he was like, a nuclear bomb could go off and you would be oblivious. And I'm like, well, yeah. I was just ignoring it. Because I was like, I'm not that neighbor. I'm like, it's none of my business. Also, I thought it was on an adjacent street, which it probably was originally. So I wasn't worried about it. Anyway, this week, we're talking about <laughs> translating toddlers, which is wonderful. and my SCA friend we were talking about some bardic stuff the other night and we our children are close in age. his daughter's like six and Xandria's almost five. and we were talking about Xandria's speech delay and he he said the things the thing about kids is there are tons of manuals out there for raising children. The problem is none of them are model specific.
3: It's true
2: yeah they're not exactly even manuals it's like this is how i personally once once replaced my transmission on this entirely different vehicle you might be able to do that (laughs) yeah
0: it's like any of the tech stuff i look up this worked for me for a completely different problem And Google brings it up for your problem, and you're like, well, maybe that'll fix my problem. And then sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't. Oh. So, Letty, would you like to start us off?
1: Sure. (laughs) So, parenting's tough, especially when you have a toddler who's just figuring out words. Uh, Little man is two and a half. So, last fall, all he would do is he would point at stuff and go, eh, 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 eh. Everybody was, da, and you, you had no idea what the heck he was saying. And now here we are a year later, and like he's doing six to seven word sentences, and it feels like it just happened overnight. I mean, there was a while there where every day he was getting one to two new words, and it's just amazing to see, well, even in just six months, not even a year, he's gone from a handful of words to almost being able to completely tell me what he's looking for.
3: That's true. That's so much fun. It is,
0: and that's true for Xandria, too. She was about the same this time last year, and she's almost five. Um, she's not quite to six or seven letter word, word, six or seven word sentences. She's much closer, and she's trying. The problem is, it's still hard to understand her. And the interesting thing about speech is, like when kids are learning how to talk, they don't have everything categorized. So what they know is that is a dog, and they don't know that that is a cat. What they know is that is not a dog. So they'll call the one thing a dog, but they'll call, well, let me rephrase that. When they first start talking in speech, they don't have categories for anything. So everybody is da, or everybody is mom, or everybody is ami, and then everything with a four leg, with four legs, is a dog. Because <laughs> they don't know that they know they're different, but they don't know what makes them different. They have four legs and they're fluffy,
1: and you can pet them. It's a dog. Or according to Little Man, woofs, woofs. Oh, so See, Bailey was, and then whoa, the longest <laughs> time, and now the past week she's turned into puppy. But okay, we're we're moving along here. Yeah,
0: and you wanna like watch for the milestones. So with maturity and language development, it's good to have an idea of when these things happen, because if they don't happen within the span of time that they should, you need to talk to your doctor and have your child evaluated. We're going to have to do that with Xandria soon because she's almost five and she does not have most of the sounds that she should have. And we don't know why that is. And I'm starting to suspect there may be some kind of, um, Hearing problem water on her ear. Maybe she needs tubes. I don't think... She's not
2: deaf. But there there's something
0: going on. I have been on. going
3: to ask...
2: I have been going to ask if, if you'd ever had her hearing checked. Because it just occurred to me that she talks kind of like you would if you're not hearing distinct sounds all that distinctly. That's what we've determined
0: in the last month. And we need to do so. We have not done it yet. She had her hearing checked as a baby, as all babies do. Even babies born at home have to go and get their hearing checked. Um, and everything was fine then. So I don't know if it's that. if The intellect in her brain is there, so it's not like a disconnect. But there's something going on. We think mechanically that's causing the problem. Although nobody seems to think that it's a tongue tie. I know she has a tongue tie, but nobody believes that that's what's causing the problem. So we'll eliminate everything first. And having a tongue tie rectified in the St. Louis area is really easy because her old GP people come from out of state, multiple states away, to see that person to release their tongue tie because she uses a laser, which is not something most tongue tie doctors do. It's more precise. And it cauterizes it. I mean, you have to, there are exercises you absolutely have to do because otherwise it'll grow back together and it's a problem. But it's not something we have to do first. There are other things. Like we've tried speech therapy, which never seems to help very much. So there's got to be something else going on. So as far as milestones go, at zero to six months, you should be hearing like, Ah, it's all vowels. You're not really going to get words. Um, at six to twelve months, you're going to start getting babbling, which is kind of like repeating sounds, dad 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 dad, da, mama da, da, mama mama, ma, ma, ma. stuff like that, which often happen first. Dada is almost always the first word a baby says because it's like the first con consonant that they pick up is D. So, no matter what your parents told you, the first word you said was most likely da. Oh. To one to three years, you have P, B, M, N, T, and D. Are all of the the consonants your child should be able to make. At three to four years, they have all of of these are cumulative. It's not like they get them one year and then they drop them for a next set. So I'm not (laughs) repeating them over and over and over again. There's a link in the resources, which has tons of more information that I'm going to give you here. I have some knowledge because I took um, what we called hell in college. It was history of the English language. And a lot of it had to do with the mechanical nature of speaking and like fricatives and plosives and glottal stops and all of that stuff. And if you want to know, there's information about that in the resources. But for this conversation it's not as important for trivia the only glottal stop in the english language is when a native english speaker says button ah uh. if you hear somebody say button or button then they're not a native english speaker usually because it's a glottal stop and it's oh it's the only one in the english language is that double t so that's just interesting i talking to your speech therapist is really interesting because I understand fricatives and plosives and I'll be like, she's having problems with her voiced fricatives? <laughs> and they'll look at, <laughs> look at me like, you know what that is? And I'm like, yeah, yes, indeed. I actually, I know what that is. And I can tell you exactly what she's having a problem with.
2: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Um, that's what an English degree will get you. Uh, three At three to four years, they pick up K-G-F y and h should be like i believe at four to five years they should be picking up like z like a like a like a like sure that that kind of noise the noise z l and v at five to six years you should be expecting mostly clear speech with some immaturities. you remember when you were like little kindergarten first grade and instead of saying thir- like three you would say free it's stuff like that. Hello. Yeah, it usually revolves around the R sound being switched with a th sound
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and that's that's normal. Six to seven there shouldn't be anything like super substantial unless you're dealing with a child with delays. And 7 to 8, they should sound like an adult. And if there are any lingering immaturities or issues, I would definitely seek therapy. If you're, if you're worried or you're definitely seeing your child's not doing these things, you should have them evaluated. Because I am not a medical doctor and I am not a speech therapist. I know things about the mechanical nature of speech. But when in doubt, ask your GP. That's why you have them. Or your pediatrician. Or your mother-in-law. Or somebody. (laughs) I mean, I asked her GP, and then I asked my mother-in-law. So. Because somebody with more experience than you will notice. Like, my friend who has eight children watched Zandria walk two steps and said she has a problem with her hip. And boy, howdy, did she. She was, her spine was already starting to deform, and we did not know that she had a problem. Wow. So, ask. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't feel like the dumb parent. Don't feel like you're failing your children. Please gotta ask somebody. The GP will be able to refer you where you need to go, but just being like, is this normal? Does this seem okay? This seems weird to me. That's why you have mom friends.
1: Yeah, that's too. we just had Little Man's two-and-a-half-year-old checkup, and I got, like, a 20-page questionnaire that I had to fill out, and it was all of his developmental stuff, like, speaking. If you say 157, will he repeat those words? Can he say this? Can he do this? It was crazy.
0: It is. It's nuts. I hate those things. Xandria never met the milestones on those things. She would meet like the gross and the fine motor skills. And some months she would miss, but that's kind of normal. But the speech never, 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 never made them. So this has been an, she's gonna be five in uh, February. This has been an ongoing issue for a long time. So I have, what would you do during the period while your child is still learning to speak like little man? And. Can't make their questions their statements or their demands clear. And I recommend, I strongly recommend picking up American Sign Language between 6 and 12 months, although there's never too late a time to introduce it. I don't think we started really introducing it until Xandria was uh, around 18 months. And we found it to be super helpful. Because at least then they can be more clear about what they want, because you start with... Excuse me. You start with tangible things like hungry, like food, drink, milk, cereal, juice, you know, things that they'll use in their actual environment. You're not going to start with feelings, necessarily. You're going to start with tangible things. So then they can tell you they want a spoon, they want a cup, they need a drink. They are hungry by, by signing food. And these things at least help you understand while you're waiting to actually be able to understand
1: them. Remember, we talked about this last fall, Ray, when I was kind of saying, oh, I wish my, my little guy would talk a little bit more, and I felt like he was behind. But uh, he just came about it at whenever he was ready. And I was just too lazy to figure out the sign language.
0: (laughs) There are some really good, fun videos um, called, I have, I actually own one, called Baby Signing Time, and then there's Actual Signing Time, and whichever one you prefer is going to be the one that you watch, because you also have to watch it. You can't just sit your kids in front of a TV and have them pick up sign language, because if you're not learning it, it's not useful. Because you have to know what they're saying. Now, I also took sign in college. So, if she would sign to me, and her um, first babysitter was also deaf, which was helpful. Because I could talk to Helen, Helen could talk to me, and Helen could sign at Zandria when Zandria wasn't talking.
2: That's wonderful.
0: Because I always found the problem with hearing babysitters in a child who's trained for ASL with a speech delay or just because they don't talk yet. I had my friend who was babysitting her one day come in and go, what does this mean? And she scratched her nose, and I said, her nose-itches?
3: Oh, jeez. Like That's Not everything she head. does
0: is a sign. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm in my office working. They're out there in the living room because the job was watch her so I can get work done. And she's coming back. They're going, what does this mean? What does that mean? What is does that I'm like, oh, my gosh. So Helen was a lifesaver because at least she wouldn't be like, well, what does this mean? It's either a sign or it's not. Something I highly recommend is there are books called Baby Sign Language that use a a modified form of sign language. I do not recommend using modified sign language. You need something that if you have to leave your child with somebody they can understand, and if you're using, like, so-and-so's modified sign language or who-and-who's modified sign language, there's going to be no way that person's going to easily be able to figure out what it is. So, your children may modify the signs on their own, but you should always model proper sign language.
2: So That like, makes perfect sense. Just, like, perfect, like, just, like, proper speech.
0: Yeah. Says the mom who says oosh to her daughter who says shoes is oosh.
2: <laughs> I know I shouldn't. Well, some of them are just fun. It's just cute.
0: My grandma used to give me hell about it, and she doesn't now. Because I go back and forth now, and so does Xandria. Xandria can say shoes. So she she goes back and forth. But she says words inside out sometimes, and that was just a really, really cute one. So, like, a modified sign language is, like, Cracker is knocking on your elbow. And, Aww. Um. Some people use cracker as knocking on your wrist, which is what most children will sign for cracker instead of the proper one, but you should teach your child the proper one. So if they show you cracker and it's modified, you go, yes, you want a cracker, and you give it correctly to them, just like Xandria says, bleh, and we say, bread. It's not bleh, it's bread. So it's kind of like that. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. A um, question I've heard a lot is, like, will the process of teaching my child sign language delay their speech? And the answer is no. They should go through the same milestones as any child who doesn't speak sign language. In fact, um, CODA, which are children of deaf people, so they're hearing children of deaf people, learn to speak at the same rate as a child of hearing parents, even though their parents are deaf. So That's it,
2: kind of amazing.
0: It's, it's really interesting. I mean, obviously they have things that aren't deaf, like they watch TV and they have other people they interact with and it's not like they're in a bubble of nobody talks. It's just their parents can't. So they can sign and children will pick up sign language earlier than speech. Which is also why it's a good idea to pick it up. I don't know if you should try before six months. You certainly could. It start, it will expand your vocabulary. It's not going to hurt anything. But I always feel like six months is a good starting point. Because before then, they're like squishy little rolly things. They don't do much other than poop <laughs> and eat. Um, <laughs> so, I didn't see the point. I wanted to, but I was like, I need to wait. Which seems to be the... Uh, how my (laughs) parenting goes in general. But if you teach your child sign language and you think they're delayed, then you should go ahead and ask somebody. Like, this doesn't seem right. Did you have anything on that, Cecily?
2: Um, well, just that when Patrick was in speech therapy at Patrick, qualified insanely for speech therapy. Um, the rule of thumb, well, one rule of thumb is that they should be, after two, they should be intelligible by 25% per year, if that makes sense. So, like, when they're two, you should be able to figure out about half of what they say. Um, By four, They should be totally understandable to someone else. Given, you know, what everyone knows about R's and W's and, you know, TH's and SH's, you know, given the normal immature sounds, someone should be able to figure out what they're saying. Um, If they don't have, if they're not trying to communicate verbally by, 18 months, that qualifies for therapy. That doesn't mean that there's a problem. That means that at that point, if they're not doing it, and there's a reason why, you want to be addressing that reason then? Before, you know, someone goes, well, you know, so-and-so is three years old, and she doesn't say much more than mama. Well, you've kind of missed about a year and a half that you could have been working on that. So, therapy is better than not therapy and having a problem. You know, at the worst, it's really fancy, expensive playtime.
0: Yeah, and most um, insurance should cover it, especially if your child is delayed by a certain yeah, amount. Yeah, like, if the
2: doctor says they qualify, then, yeah, insurance should cover it. I, well, when I- Patrick was evaluated, we had to wait until... um. We had to wait until he was 21 months for him to be 18 months adjusted. Yeah. And at that point, we knew that mama meant everything. And it did not mean me. It was like the go-to syllable. Everything was mama. I was nothing. (laughs) But we were really nervous about it, you know, showing up and someone else seeing it and whatnot. And we got his speech eval done by his SLP who did his feeding therapy. And when she was done, she said, okay, don't take this badly, but boy, does he really qualify. We were like, yes! Thank you! (laughs) Yes, he (laughs) desperately does! Please make my screaming chip talk!
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: Two things I want to add here. One is Also, if they're not walking by eighteen months, that is a bad thing. Yes. Xandria was not walking a lot of stuff. Xandria was not walking by eighteen months. Now, at eighteen months and three days she stood up and went five feet and I could have killed her. (laughs) (laughs) But we after my friend pointed out that she had a hip problem we realized why she hadn't been walking because she couldn't move that leg properly, which is why she also crawled weird, but our nurse practitioner was just like, "It didn't even occur to me because kids are weird, yeah like just because she picks up one leg higher than the other doesn't necessarily mean there's a problem. it means that she's the kids are weird um but she did have a problem we caught it early it wasn't an issue but if they're if they're not talking by eighteen months or walking by eighteen months, please God go to your doctor. do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars just go." And go, we have a problem. I mean, you should be seeing your doctor every three months at that point anyway. And they should definitely know there's probably a problem. Um, The second thing is the first speech eval Zandria had was through the school district. Now, this will depend on your school district, obviously. And where you live. But her eval through the school district was incredibly rushed. And i was having an anxiety attack by how fast they were moving and i'm an adult i was not okay with that so i recommend when you can if you can get it done privately at a hospital at a therapy place do not go and get free speech eval through the school district free sounds wonderful and in general is wonderful But in this case, it was horrible, and the speech therapist at the school phoned it in, and it was horrible. It was a lost year of work because she was not even doing anything. I mean, she was playing with her, but she wasn't actively trying to get her to do anything. Her other speech therapist was, but she still wasn't having, like, movement, which is why we think that obviously there's something mechanical going
1: on there. So, let's that's a Especially today, with everything so virtual. I mean, if you got that, Alexandria, I mean, I would hate to point today having to go in and be like, okay, we're going to do it yeah.
3: virtually.
1: So let's go. It's like, no, you're going to sit face to face with my child without a mask so you can actually understand what's going on because that's just crazy. That's why we pulled her out of
0: speech therapy. I'm like, this is stupid and I'm not paying for that. Now they could be wearing clear masks, you know the visors. Yeah, and that's I different. don't know them. Yeah, and that's different. But they're also an hour away from us. It's two hours. It's an hour back. And I'm sorry. I'm a woman who has oh, had a child, and I do have to pee in a four hour period, and I can't sit in my car for four hours. I will kill somebody. So <laughs> we we have not regained speech therapy, and we're gonna. I've got to call her doctor and get a referral. So, socialization. God, I hate that word. <laughs> right? <laughs> God, I hate that. As a homeschooling parent, I hate that word.
1: How do you socialize your kids? Um, they're talking to you, aren't they?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Socialization they is not... people.
0: Yeah. Socialization is not age specific. You don't have to be 18 months older or younger in order to socialize. I have... Adult friends who are old enough to be my parent.
3: Yeah,
1: same here. And I have friends who are the same age as my younger brother who's thirteen years younger than me, so like whatever.
3: Yeah,
0: and what's the what does the teacher tell you if you're talking to your friend? She goes, Little Timmy, you're not here to socialize Right. <laughs> I mean me and you say that, Letty, but Cecily's put both of her kids in public school in the last year, so Oh. I, I mean, it, it, works it works really well for both of them. So I'm not saying that it doesn't work well for some kids. I mean, B is such an extrovert social butterfly that she was going nuts and driving everybody in the house yeah.
1: nuts, which we've talked about before. You have to do what's best for your kid. Yes.
0: I do not believe in using the government school system, but I do understand that everything is a nuanced issue and does have to be taken on a case by case basis. But here in Ferguson, The literacy rate for at grade is 20%.
2: That's awful. Mm -hmm.
0: You could not pay me to put my child in public school here. Yeah. I can do better than that. That's, wow. I mean, yes. Do I have a degree in English? Yes, of course I do. Could I teach my child to read? Probably not actually. We're going to look into a phonics program because I was taught sight words. And I was never actually taught phonics. I can read a phonetic alphabet, like, Ooh. if I have to look up a word. But I don't know phonics, so it's harder for me to teach her phonics. Because I never learned phonics.
1: I wonder if Hooked on Phonics is still around. I remember those commercials in the mid-90s.
0: It, it is, but there are other options. And we've we've got to look around for one. She was learning a lot through ABC Mouse. We've just had to curtail that quite a bit. Although my mother in law apparently already bought her a year uh, membership before we, before any of us realized it was going to be a severe um, attitude issue problem where she was overstimulated by the dopamine that she was getting from interacting with it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So we've had to greatly limit her exposure to like ABC Mouse. Anyway, socialization. <laughs>
1: I mean, so, like, Little Man, last fall we started going to the two local libraries each week for story time, um, because we were living in the middle of nowhere in northwest Wisconsin and there were no other children around, and I wanted him to interact with other littles that were somewhat close to his age, um, and, like, when we started, you know, he just kind of walk around, like, look at everybody, not really pay too much attention, and when Brewery would sing a song or whatever, he'd kind of stop and shake his booty a little bit, but
3: he didn't do too much.
1: <laughs> but, um, he, he was exploring, and over the month, the five or six months that we were going before COVID, it was amazing to see the change, because he was watching what the other kids were doing, and there were two little boys. One was two days older, and one was five days younger than him. And both of them, like, when we got there, their speech was amazing, and I go, what? What? <laughs> and you know how they always say, "Don't," for kids
3: <laughs> it was
1: really, really hard to do that. But um, like I noticed, like as he started like watching the the kids that are his age and older, he started kind of repeating what they were saying or or trying to. But as soon as COVID hit and everything shut down, I saw such a regression in him, and I was just like. Like, those two days a week that we were going out, like, that really made a difference in him just being around these other kids, you know, because the imitation is a sincerest form of flattery, you know, so he was imitating them, and I'm like, he doesn't have that right now, so how do I, how do I fix that? And, like, he really hasn't seen any other kids other than his cousins back in October, but we see a couple adults each week, and he's very much like me, like, who likes to sit there and, like, watch the adults and listen to what they're saying, and then we'll hear them in the background just, oh, yeah, uh-huh, like, starting to imitate the conversations that we're having.
2: I think
0: uh, a very important part is your kids are trying, when they do that, obviously, they're trying to be part of the conversation. Now, I know that, like, we all grew up and the children should be seen and not heard generation. Uh, yep. If your kids are trying to be part of a conversation, even though they're, since they don't understand, one, what in the hell you're talking about, and two, how to do it correctly yet, they're going to bring up a toy and try to talk about it, which is what kids are doing. And I get that it's annoying, because even I think that sometimes it's annoying, but what they're trying to do is they're saying, you are having a conversation. I would like to be part of your conversation so I can learn this skill that I don't have. So I always try to take a deep breath and talk to them about whatever they want to talk about. You know, because they're trying, because conversation is right. a give and take, and they, they've got to learn how to do that. And me and Zandria try, but I've been around nobody but her for so long. It's a lot of my day is Zandria, please get off of me. Zandria, can I you go I find think, yeah. something to do? Zandria, God, I love you, but please get out of my face to play with your blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for my husband. He's with her. He, he has her right now, and they're, he's gaming, and they have her over at my uh, mother-in-law's right now, because they're like, well, you can go to your doctor's appointment and then come get her, and I'm like, I don't think you understand. I really need a freaking day without her.
1: Yep. Just. It's at four o'clock, a man's going with Nani to pick Papa up from physical therapy while Mama gets to go do some shopping. Yeah. The only time an introvert looks forward to going outside is when they're stuck with their child all day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're going outside? I about to. Okay. Oh. The little man is telling us that he's going to go outside with Nani and so is
3: Mama.
0: Aw. Oh. Cool. He is way clearer
1: than anything Andrea says. I will give you that papa and papa too. <laughs> and
3: puppy.
1: And puppy too.
3: Awesome.
0: <laughs> so like Xandria loved the libraries. she loved because we went to a library event I kid you not four days a week because we live in the St. Louis Metro. So there are tons of um, county library branches all over the metro. There's like almost 20 of them. and they all have kids activities on different days of the week. So what's pretty common for stay-at-home moms around here is you go from one library to another library to another library to another library. So she was getting a lot of social interaction going to the library. And they had reopened for a short amount of time in which I did not take her because you have to be in and out of the library in 30 minutes. You screw
3: that. She's four. <laughs> That's
0: not happening. So uh, she hasn't been to the library since... February. And I saw regression as well to some degree. And we were and we're going to talk about ways that we've worked to mitigate that obviously. But like I have a friend, my friend who gave us the uh, quote up top and they're homeschooling this year and I said I just want to let you know that this is not what homeschooling looks like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: This is absolutely not what
0: homeschooling looks like. This year is crap. Homeschooling is more like never at homeschooling. Because it's like the library, the museum, the zoo, the library, another museum. Let's go to the magic house and she can play for hours and, you know, never, ever home. Always gone. What did you have for socialization, Cecily? Do you have anything?
2: Well, with Patrick, it was really weird because he didn't, he didn't, well, he liked other kids, but he did parallel play for longer than, I don't know, I think longer than most. But his speech would always improve after doing something like going to play Time of the mall or riding the bus to the museum or something. It was like seeing new stuff would introduce something new and then he would use you know slightly more words or he would have a different word or something and i have no idea why that was i just noticed it as a thing he left for therapy at three and a half so it's it's been me since
0: yeah so speaking of libraries Reading is important, and uh, (laughs) we're book nerds in my house. I think Letty is as well, and I know Cecily is. I've seen her house. (laughs) And, like, let me tell you a super, super dark secret. I hate reading out loud. Like, I loathe reading out loud. I've hated it since I was, like, in elementary school. (laughs) And it's like, dear God, ask me to do any form of parenting that doesn't involve reading out loud. Which is why I like the Jingle Bells book, because that's not reading, that's singing. Um, which is different for me. And I still have this problem to this day. I, like, I hate reading out loud. If you ask me to read out loud, normally I'll just be like, no. And I'm getting better at it. It's something I'm working with with my bardic arts. Which is, you know, storytelling, singing. Conversation is also a bardic art. Um. So I'm working on it, but usually I pawn this job off on Jason, and him and Zandria on and off have been reading, like, The Hobbit, Swiss Family Robinson, I think they're, uh, Winnie the Pooh. There's some older, like, books from the 80s that are, were Jason's or that we have copies of that Jason used to have that he reads to her on
1: top of, you know, her regular children's books. I love how you're, like, teaching her more of the classics as opposed to seen Bears or Sea Spot Run because I think you need to challenge them a little bit and like the higher level reading that they're doing. I think it's going to be better.
3: I think oh, so I too.
0: That's not to say that like Don't Push
1: the Button isn't like her favorite book
0: of all time or Pout Pout Fish or stuff like that because she has those, but she also has all of this higher level stuff. Like for a while, and I need to get back into doing this. I was reading her Charlotte's Web. Now, is that like a, I don't know, first to fourth grade book? Yeah, sure, but who tell, who, tell who's to say that a small child cannot enjoy a longer form? Yeah. In some of these children's books nowadays, they go on for freaking ever, and they're in verse, and you just want to murder whoever decided that that particular sing-song verse was great. <laughs> Dr. Seuss is one thing. Some of these other ones, I just want to jab them in the eye with a rusty spoon because it will hurt more <laughs> what do you guys do with books i mean cecily has oh my god an entire set of encyclopedias
2: yes they're the most well-loved looking encyclopedias you've ever seen it's awesome they've been shoved under beds and secreted <sighs> okay. within pillows and uh, me, yeah me. Ah!
0: Yes, you did wake up. (laughs) What do you guys do with Little Man? No!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I've been reading to him since we brought him home from the hospital, so it it was everything. Um, But the one thing that I made sure to do is point to the words, and then as he's gotten bigger... More water. <coughs> no, no. have her bottle back? No, Okay. No. You think about it. Um Mama. Thank you, sir. Um, but we always make sure that like we point to the pictures too in the background and talk about what's going on. Um and now he's he's really picking up on it. Like one of his favorite books is like hundred baby words or something like that. He picks it up and looks at the cover. Blue ball. Yellow, yellow ducky quack funny, you know, and he'll just sit there for five minutes and just slowly go through the different pages and point it all out. And as we're working on colors, he started to say red shoes, woo boots. And depending on whatever the color is too. So he's really starting to incorporate that. And I'm just like, Yes, he's like finally learning something, so <laughs> it works. <laughs> it does work.
0: And we do that, too. Like, Xandria will bring me an animal or something. And Last night, I was talking to my SEA friend, and she kept coming out here, as while we were working on audio. And she would be like, monkey, monkey hair down. I'm like, yes, the monkey's hair runs down his head that way. And But sometimes she'll come in. Her thing right now is, like, she was wearing a heart dress yesterday. She goes, hearts! Hearts on my belly! I go, yes! She <laughs> goes, hearts on my back! I'm like, yes! hurts on your butt! <laughs> 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 so she is learning of parts of her body I mean, it, it's you know, none of us get past potty humor. Butts are funny. funny. So, along with books and what I was talking about, about like bardic art, is singing. Singing is a big thing. Zandria cannot she, okay. Zandria can't sing songs. She, quote unquote, sings. You can't see my air quotes. Like, a sing-song voice while she's playing. It doesn't sound like singing. Last night, however, she was going, Jingle bell,
3: jingle bell.
0: For a while. (laughs) That tickled me pink. Cecily, you guys sing?
3: Oh.
2: I mean, I
0: know you yeah, never
3: did,
2: like, and I mean, I don't music. really, but the kids do. Well, okay, Patrick doesn't. Patrick <laughs> used to. B does all the time. B will sing any song she likes, the words she knows of it, all the time.
0: <laughs> I mean, and your kids don't know, like, kids' songs necessarily either. I mean, I bet B does now that she's in school, but it's like... Uh, the Greek Orthodox equivalent to a Gregorian chant.
2: Well, yeah, she she. Shortly after we got a new priest who was trying to get the congregation to sing along and sing louder, and stuff. Um, there was a hymn. There's a hymn before communion that he he would. Always be freed up from whatever he was doing at the exact same point and come out and, you know, kind of wave his arms and emphasize a few words. And B would sing that hymn over and over and over, yelling at that part when Father George would be trying to get us louder. And you could only <laughs> understand it if you knew the hymn because she was like 18 months, two years old, and you know, it, it, yeah, it was weird. Oh my
0: gosh. He would sing it
2: repeatedly throughout Walmart, interspersed with the Winnie the Pooh theme.
0: <laughs> Didn't Patrick have, like, a song he liked when he was younger and
2: you couldn't understand him? Oh my gosh, trying to understand Patrick. Are you meaning the pirates who don't do anything? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um... Well, I had, I'm sorry, I had that more under the trying to get them to keep trying to tell you what they want. Okay, so Patrick must have been, I'm guessing, two at this point. He had started speech therapy, we were solidly into speech therapy, but he wasn't bringing together sentences or anything. And he wasn't saying like all of words. He was saying, you know, the part he knew. And he came up to me one morning. He wanted pana or para to any music. And I asked him again and again. And the one benefit of the incredibly speech therapy requiring kid was that he would repeat it until you got it right. So you you just had to keep repeating it and you know things that sounded like it and eventually you know something would click and you'd get it right but he would keep saying it so you knew that you hadn't gotten it right yet so he said it over and over and over and he wanted music and i kept asking him to sing it and that didn't help and then i went oh maybe it's not to any it's to any it's greek Oh! Okay, he wants something from true. Except, I had missed all of the liturgy last Sunday because I was getting stuff ready for coffee hour in the basement. So, I didn't know whose feast day it was, or, you know, what hymn we might have been singing, and at that point, I was the only Cantor who did English. So, I have no clue. So, I was going to sit down with Brian and Patrick and go, Okay, what did these things Sunday that had this brain?" And finally as as I was I was, you know, para to any, okay. I I don't know what I don't know what that is from. I saw the back of a veggie tape and I remembered what we had been watching with Veggie Tales, the week before, we are the pirates who don't do any thing, and that has stuck in my mind because of the fact that the the paridolia or whatever it is when your brain fits something unfamiliar into a familiar thing, his his English made more sense as Greek. <laughs> but yeah, we've we figured it out.
0: What about you guys, Letty?
1: Well, we don't have we don't have any crazy fun stories like that. But um, I'm just a fan of always having music. Hey, can you go shut the door for Auntie Bailey or let her out, please? Cannot leave it open. Um, but I mean, like we just do a lot of songs. And there's a new there's a show on Amazon that he loves. It's called Coco Melon, and the main character is a little baby named JJ and it's all these short, like, two- to three-minute songs, and I'm starting to slowly sing along with all of them because it's, like, alphabet song, your numbers, um, colors and shapes, and then some of them are just nursery rhymes. So, is that, and then I just make everything into a song throughout the day, too, because it's fun. Why not?
0: Right. So, you brought up TV, so let's talk about TV. I'll go ahead and mention that, like, I think TV can be helpful. Your God this year it's been my lifesaver. But it's a matter <laughs> yeah, it's a matter of balance. Like you can't sit them in front of the TV all day and ignore them. Not every day. I mean, some days just be like that, but you can't do it every day because children who are actually talked to and you have conversations with tend to have a larger vocabulary than kids who are just plopped down in front of a TV. It also has it's also why like Vocab levels seem to differ in different economic levels because the lower your economic level, generally speaking, the more likely your kid is to sit in front of a TV and not be talked to as much all day. So, my role for TV watching is I have to be able to withstand an hour of it straight through without wanting to gouge my eyeballs out. So, she's allowed to watch. A lot of things, and I'll go through a couple here. Like, she's allowed to watch Doc McStuffins. Anything but season four, dear lord, save me from McStuffinsville Hospital. That is so stupid. (laughs) Um, Because it helps her learn about doctors and fixing toys and stuff like that, which I like. She loves Octonauts, although we don't have Netflix. She gets to watch it at my grandma's. Because it teaches, like, science and sea life, and I like that. I just don't approve of Netflix, so we don't have it. Um, she watches a lot of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which teaches counting. I think it has some alphabet. It has rhymes and works on speaking. They also try to invoke you to stand up and, like, dance or move. And I've never seen a TV show that was actually successful at that. Um, she also likes Tots and Puppy Dog Pals, although God only knows what she's learning from that.
1: I Tots is the one that actually got my guy to start really talking. <laughs> Like all of a sudden when he started saying, Let's go pack and I'm like, What? And then it tots was on and I realized the flamingo always goes, Flamingo And the little guy started putting his one stuffed animal in his backpack to deliver. And now Aww. he sits there starting to sing along to the song, so you get baby home, pops, Moms You know, he's just been slowly like putting two and two together, so I'm like Oh okay. I don't mind the show. And Vanessa Williams does the voice of one of the characters, so I'm like, you go, girl.
0: (laughs) What else do you guys watch?
1: Um, we, I'm a big fan of PBS, but I've noticed, like, if little guy's been watching it, that I'm not a fan of Sesame Street anymore. Oh, God, no, it's gotten horrible. It's terrible. And then Daniel Tiger's cute, you know, he has some good strategies, but he's a really a whiny little brat, and I'm not a fan of that.
0: (laughs) I um, like the earlier seasons of Daniel Tiger were better. I learned good coping strategies for me watching Daniel Tiger.
3: Okay.
1: I mean, we, we also do Dinosaur Train because dinosaurs, who doesn't like dinosaurs? Right. Um, one of the first things that, like I said, was, wow, wow. And it took me like a day to figure it out, but because we would watch Wildcrats first thing in the morning.
3: Mm-hmm. So I
1: was gonna go wild, Wildcrats. <laughs> like, oh, he
3: said, oh, wild, wild, huh? for what?
1: Um and my younger brother used to watch the Boomafoos, so I'm familiar with them. I'm like, hey, we're learning animals, and then Molly of Denali on PBS, just like that because it's in Alaska and it's really cool. <laughs> oh, that's cool. and I mean, like I said, like we do we do the cocoa melon on Amazon because they're like short, two to three minute videos, and it'll play like four or five in a row, and then say, do you want to keep watching this? And then you can say yes or no. That's like just enough for me to run and get something done while he's doing it and it, they like I said they mix up where so will be like the alphabet and then they'll do like found um, jacob jingleheimer schmidt <laughs> and then it'll be like another like song about mommy i love mommy or whatever and then they there's a couple songs about the doctor and bath time so he's learning all this stuff that's another one too where he's starting to sing along to him as he as he gets to know him oh i mean that's pretty much it like what I've noticed with him is like at the end of a show, like if we've got PBS on the over, he'll stand up and he'll wave, bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye. The kid's at the end of the show and the, like the we're, like, we're listening to the theme songs and stuff, like he's starting to, to imitate what they're singing in the songs. And Taps does have some really cute songs. Like, the guy, he's, he had several teeth pulled. So the last time he's like,
3: Okay, go see Nani. Daddy, Daddy,
1: um and like there's one and like Freddie was scared in the dark and we have the Freddie doll for him, so I gave him Freddie and I said, You don't need to worry about a thing. Freddy's got your wing as we strapped him into the papoos to get his teeth pulled.
3: Aww. He stopped crying. Oh
1: Freddie and he remembered the song, like You oh. got your friend so you don't have to be scared. Oh
0: Yeah, I I knew he was having some teeth work done poor guy and that's always i xander has not even seen a dentist yet i'm horrible oh it's just oh my gosh yeah i want to add to amazon stuff Um, uh, i believe it's on prime again it goes on and off so i've bought and i've bought like four seasons of it well bought and you can tell i have an english degree um clifford the big red dog i love me some clifford it's just a really good. Question. I can't
3: stand it.
1: <laughs> What'd you and say? I and I cannot stand it. That's like one of those like that and Kerry Stewart. Sue those. Come on, I'm like nope, we're done. I, I can't do it. I I, <laughs> I don't, don't like. It. I don't like the show. <laughs> I I like the Clifford shows cute to me, but we
0: all have our tolerances. Like I cannot stand Word Party or like I think it's called like Pajama Pals. It's on Disney Plus. I don't like watching things that infantilize small children. drives me nuts, and it just it's stupid. I hate stupid. She hasn't watched Clifford in a long time,
2: so <laughs> I remember Clifford being a book. I hadn't realized it's
3: a cartoon.
0: Yeah, it's from the early two thousands. It has uh, John Ritter's the voice of Clifford. That's how old it is, because obviously John Ritter is passed away
1: at this point. That's why the voice sounded familiar. Still, not a fan.
0: <laughs> we all like different things. I mean, and that's fair. And some of the things we're like, oh my god, I hate this stuff. You may be like, oh my god, I love this stuff. And that's fine. My rule of thumb is I have to be able to binge watch it.
3: Yeah. When. It's actually one show on Disney that. I
1: know. We're going to get you some dry pants because you're still be watcher. You're okay. Um. There's a show called Bluey. Liam doesn't like it, but my husband and I are like, oh, we would love this show. This is good. <laughs> we'll watch it
0: with I've always been like that. I love, I love kids' shows, so I'm a weirdo. And, like, somebody asked about coping strategies for anxiety, and I'm like, it. and they were talking about, like, watching Big Mouth and that helping, and I said, this sounds like the weirdest thing ever. I recommend Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. I get that it's for, like, preschoolers. But I've learned some great coping mechanisms. After she has, like, his sister, it kind of goes off the rails and loses what it had. But I like it. I like the earlier seasons. Oh, I meant to mention, in case you didn't know, classic, some of the classic seasons before it went to shit of Sesame Street is on Amazon Prime.
2: Ooh. I'll have to look for those. Not
0: all of it. It's, like, season 28- i think but they're still decent at that point it's not like classic you
1: can also find some mr rogers too if you really look yeah
0: yeah it has they have certain ones i remember when xandria was a baby and they did the mr rogers um twitch stream which showed every single episode of mr rogers ever um made it took them oh like my gosh. two and a half months 24 hours a day because it's so much... Mr. Mist- I'm assuming it took them... It took them a long time. I watched a lot of it. Oh my gosh, I watched so much of it. It's because I... Mr. Rogers is my soul. is, is my spirit animal. Um, so, let's talk about... Say what? Like, your child comes up to you, like Xandria does, multiple times a day. And they say something, and you're like, what? So, what I do is I go, I'm sorry, I cannot understand you. Could you please repeat that? And it'll be the same. It Sometimes the second time, I'll get it. Sometimes, the tenth time, I still don't have it. So if I still don't understand what she's saying, I do what I call, like, the show and tell. So once you've asked multiple times and you're both getting frustrated, one, take a deep breath and count to, like, five. And they go, I'm sorry, I still cannot understand what in the world you are saying. Could you please show me? Because sometimes that's what you need is they ha- they're they going to have to show you because obviously at this point, you know there's no way that, for example, with her bread, you're going to understand what bleh is. Bleh doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, it does now, but for the longest time it didn't mean anything to me. We don't keep bread in the house because I'm gluten free. And Jason doesn't really eat bread very often. So, unless he makes it. So it's like, I don't understand you. And then when they show it to you, you go, okay. So we're using the example of bread here. You want bread. bread And enunciate it for them. So that they understand, and then get them to say it back to you before you give it to them. So like Xandria still has trouble with this. She'll go, Buh, <laughs> <laughs> well, better. I will take better. Here is your bread. stuff something like that. What did you guys do Cecily? Well, letty gets little man new pants.
2: Uh mostly just repeat it forever and and we would repeat back exactly what we heard. Like, if a bunch of ideas didn't work, sometimes repeating back exactly what it sounds like, like, your mouth will go, oh, this feels like something else.
0: Yeah. We, we do that, too. The problem is, if it's babble, and she goes, yes! It's still like, I still don't know what that <laughs> is. Yeah. I still don't understand what in the hell that word is you're using.
2: Yeah. There was one time Patrick was carrying a cup of water to me. I think he was three. And he stopped and looked at it, and he said, There are echo white." And all I could come up with was the acolyte, and there was not a child in an elaborate robe standing in his cup. <laughs> so I just said, echo over and over. And it, it still wasn't it. And I said, okay, you have an echo light. And he said, yes, there are echo white." And he pointed at his cup. And I said, oh, that's a reflection. Okay, that's, that's not an echo. An echo is when sound bounces off of something. And a, a reflection is when light bounces off of what? And by then, he was gone. <laughs> I have I have no idea how he figured out from seeing Echo in a Little Bear episode how he knew that that was the light bouncing off of the water, the way sound bounces off of other stuff. But he was weird. <laughs> so <laughs> he was a combination of can't talk but wants to tell you about the movements of Adam. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and after he started talking at, I mean, God it started talking dear God, if he hadn't talked until he was four, when he started reading at four, and he would come and tell me about something and I just had no idea I would ask him what letters were in it. And sometimes he would come up with a letter that was absolutely nowhere in what he was saying. But if you could get enough letters, then you'd go, oh, that's not, you know, whatever. That's Tasmania. And he would say, yes, Tasmania, and bring you the encyclopedia. <laughs> what do you guys do, buddy? If you,
3: if you finished the- getting pants. <laughs> oh, <we laughs>
1: pants. let the dog back in. He's good. Um he <laughs> came up to me and he just kept going Kaka Kaka. And I looked at him and I was just like Okay, that's either cookie no, cracker. Cool. Or... That's either cookie, cracker, or clicker for the TV. Or he's learned the cost of Greek. <laughs> Who knows? But I'm like wait, I have the Amazon remote. I go clicker? Okay, I'm like and it's a well, you can't have cookies or crackers because it's almost dinner time. And he looks at me and goes, No, no, cocky. That's how he says cookie most of the time, but sometimes it is up as cucka. And I'm like, what? So then he grabs my hand and pulls me over to the fireplace mantle, Kaka What? But he couldn't hear the Christmas movie we were watching. So I had to get the other clicker down to turn up the volume. But wow. it I'm like, like, okay, this could be, like, one of three different words. Which word is it? <laughs> but, like, like, his biggest thing is names. So, like I said earlier, like, Auntie Bailey's a dog. And it started off as woof, then it was woe for the longest time, and now she's puppy. I'm like, okay. Like, we've been working on that. But for, like, my brothers, it's a, all summer long, it was sheesh and bee. And I'd always say, Uncle Sean. And he'd go, no, sheesh. <laughs> and then this weekend, like, we were, my brother was working on Saturday night, and he just goes, Uncle B, work. Oh, no, he's Uncle B. Okay, we'll take that. And I said, well, what about Uncle Sean? He, he just looks, me goes, Uncle Sean, Lake home. <laughs> right? <laughs> but then the next day, my brother got stuck in, he got iced in at the lake, and my parents were talking about it, and... Little guy grabs the phone because we're doing Facetime with Daddy, and he he just goes, "Daddy, Uncle Sean stuck ice lake home. Uncle B help Uncle Sean stuck ice lake." And I'm looking at him like, "Oh
3: my god, that's a lot of words."
1: Because all of a sudden it's not sheesh; it's like now this week it's it's Uncle Sean, Uncle Sean, Uncle Sean, Uncle B, Uncle B. Like some of the other things that he said that. We're wrong was like he na- he'll now say Ice water Peace you know so like he he went from nothing like from shaking his bottle or his cup going Ice water Peace like okay well let's wow. work on like, but like the other like some other names is Mommy, it's Yaya Jaya and Bob. BJ is not working right now honey I'm sorry for grandma and grandpa no. and at first, like, we kept, like, it. And I'm like, no, like, it's grandma,
3: grandpa.
1: Grandma, grandpa. Grandma, grandpa. Grandma, grandpa. You know, so it, it's just a lot of, like, the reinforcing of... You know, I understand this is what you say that it is, but this is the right word. Yeah. And you like... He went, like, all of a sudden, just, like, straight-up sentences. Like, this This the one on Sunday with Uncle Sean in the ice. I'm like, where did this come from? Like... All of a sudden, you're like, oh my God. Mama, JJ, on. JJ is coming on. That's right. Like, because before that, the longest sentence would be, Mama, me make toast. Mama, <laughs> make toast me. Something like that, you know, for breakfast. So it, it's just, like I said, it's just amazing to see how they go from nothing or almost nothing to full on sentences that you can 99% of the way, like, figure out what they're trying to say. And then you get the caca. And you're just like, I. I I give up. I I got I got no I got nothing. Dear warning.
0: <laughs> so Cecily, I see a note here that says something about echolalia.
2: Oh, echolalia is well, it's one of those things that all kids do at some point, like toe walking. It means echoing what other people say. Um I don't know to what extent it happens normally. I only know that because when I would tell people that Patrick had a problem with that, they would go, oh, all kids do that for a while. And it's like, oh, well, no, not like this. Um, When it's really a problem, it could be like just repeating the last word that you said. I I think that's when people say that all kids do it, I think that's what they're referring to is when they're learning to talk, and they do it by repeating what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a problem, it will make personal pronouns the most aggravating, horrible thing you've ever tried to teach, because you'll say, "Here, go play with your ball," and they say, "You ball," and it's like, "No, that that's not my ball. That's your." ball, and then you realize that this is going to get you into linguistic hell, because <laughs> you're you're just going to go back and forth forever, and ever, and ever. I remember Patrick once saying, uh, what was it? Me take you ball, take to Patrick's womb. So we had referring to the correct person, referring to the incorrect person, and referring to himself as in the third person, all in the same sentence, <laughs> and that was that was a record. But when it's a problem, That's a my mind, <laughs> yeah, when it's a problem, it will make me and you and all of that just like impossible. But it had the really cool effect, kind of in a way, of he would adopt entire phrases from sentences, and we didn't watch, like, I don't know. We didn't watch the teletubbies. We watched bad, complete sentences. So he might not be able to say much, but he would also say, you know, something like consolidate or diagonal, because he had heard it enough times, and by golly, he could repeat that, But, you know, coming up with his own sentence wasn't going to work. And yes and no, for some reason, I don't know where it is in language, but using yes and no definitively and deliberately and consistently is a milestone. Somewhere in there. I have no idea where. I just know he wasn't doing it when he was being evaluated for preschool when he was three. And that was one of the things they were concerned about, and I hadn't noticed. I had noticed more the fact that, you know, we really don't talk. (laughs) But apparently, yes and no are a thing that someone might at some point learn, uh, that someone might at some point worry about.
0: I think Xander. Yeah, he got no-down.
1: Yeah. He got no-down, like, really, really early, and... We've not had any issues with, no, no, (laughs) no. Because he sure knows. They usually do. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think Zandria
0: picked up no until after three. But we know she's got a speech delay. And to be fair to Patrick with, you know, the misplacing, like, pronouns and stuff like that. Patrick is Asperger. So, yes, autistic
2: Asperger. Yeah, that that was probably a lot of the speech stuff.
0: Yeah, so it's harder to understand, like, metaphorical, like, nonspecific context when you have that going on. And he's 13, and he still has some problems. But it is what it is, and he's a great kid, and he is smarter than a (laughs) tack. Just, sometimes you're like, oh my goodness. (laughs) So, Miss Letty, who has to leave us, because... It is the middle of the day, which we don't usually record during, and she has mommy stuff to do, as you've heard in the background. Why don't you give us your closing thoughts so you can clear out and go
1: shopping?
3: Mommy, watch
1: JJ. As you hear, I have a toddler yelling. Mommy, watch JJ. This is
3: not because between the
1: smart TV and the computer running, it's a little too much bandwidth. Um. I really think that, like, the biggest thing that you can do is just not compare your kid to others. Like, yes, there are some children who, who do have those developmental, like, delays, but they all come into it at their own time. Um, if they're clearly not where they need to be, you do need to go talk to your pediatrician. I know I was pleasantly surprised at the two-and-a-half-year-old visit to see that he was actually doing a lot better than I thought he was with his feet. Um but yeah, I mean read to the kid, talk to the kid, sing to your kid. Don't just pop them in front of that T V all day because it's does more harm than good in the long run, I think. So
0: I agree with that.
1: When they say caca and you don't know what it is, just roll with it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. All right. And with that, I bid you all adieu.
0: Let's talk Bye. to you Have next fun. week. Bye. I'm going to wait for her to log. Okay. I didn't know if it was going to make noise when she logged off. What are your closing thoughts, Cecily?
2: Uh, keep trying. Just keep saying the thing. Uh Ask them to show you. Ask them to sing it. Go get it. Well, okay, maybe not go get it. Actually, that could be really bad. No, scratch that. Don't ask them to go get the thing. <laughs>
3: Show you <laughs> the thing.
2: Show you the thing. Yes, I can picture yes, them tr- the thing, trying take to me move to the thing, yes. moving a
0: large TV or something super heavy.
2: Yes, mine would try. Yeah, I was thinking of the time that that Patrick was trying to tell me that the. Aquarium heater had come out of the aquarium, and it was beginning to scorch the floor, so yeah, no, don't bring me the thing, <laughs> no, don't, don't bring the thing,
0: oh my goodness, so, with the singing, we have somebody in our bardic circle who has suffered her twelfth concussion, and at this point it is a traumatic brain injury, like she's having a- yeah. We, we were all very concerned, like, um, Aban had been playing his drum, and I was, you know, playing with the Baby Yoda, maybe, like, dancing the Baby Yoda, because if I tried to get up and dance to Aban playing the drum, I'd fall on my ass and look like a prat, uh, because I have arthritis, and I don't move very easily, but, like, she had stood up or something and was leaning against a curtain in her workshop, and I was like, oh my goodness, Bragg, are you Okay. And that's when we found out she had fallen out of bed and she had a concussion. And we were all very concerned that she may be having a stroke because she couldn't word. Oh my gosh. Like, me and you in Letty joke that we can't word. Brag literally could not word. She could not place a sentence together because the object she was seeing in her mind, she could not find the word for. I mean, we're talking it was... We were all very concerned, and we told her, like, once we were sure that it wasn't like somebody needs to call her husband and she needs an ambulance, right?
2: Oh, my God.
0: Um, We were like, in the morning,
2: you, doctor,
0: now. Um, But, like, she was trying to describe her son, and she couldn't think of the word son. She could visualize her son. She knew who he was. But she couldn't come up with the word son, so she lovingly said crotch fruit. <laughs> <laughs> which, it worked. Which, which we all laughed. I mean, we're all very concerned because we're concerned she's having a stroke. It's still funny and we're still laughing because at this point we're positive that she's not about to keel over like Ron Paul on a live stream or something. But it's just like, no, that canning works. Everybody understood exactly what you meant. Yes. And she found, and this is where the tie-in is, she can sing words.
2: Oh, she, because it's a different part of the brain. Because it's
0: a different part of the brain. She can sing words. She is still having problems speaking, but she can, if if she can put it to a tune, she can say it.
3: Cool. So
0: remember to train your kids different, you know,
3: word centers. Yes.
0: Which is where it ties back, and it's not just me telling a semi-funny, scary story about somebody I know. Uh, It's very much like, if they can't say it, maybe they can sing it. With Xandria, that won't work, because like I said, we think there's a mechanical problem. Another thing I would add in as a slightly more advanced variation on working with them, word games. Riddles. Tongue twisters.
2: Ooh, yeah.
0: Try to get them thinking. I mean, it will not work with Zandria right now because of where she is. But it's always a good idea to incorporate that kind of stuff, especially as you're teaching them to read, you're trying to teach them some logic. And, I mean, with a three-year-old, if they talk, say, like Little Man does, you could go, hey, when is a door
2: not a door?
0: (laughs) When it's a jar.
2: And it will be the funniest thing ever.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the point of you know, what I what I lovingly call like popsicle stick jokes.
3: Yes. <laughs> you know,
0: what do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? A, a stick. stick. It sounds incredible. I mean, it, one, it's one of my favorite jokes ever because it's hilarious to me. Um, but two, it's how children form logic. And that's why yeah. kids' jokes are so stupid because they don't have the advanced ability of cognition that we have, which is why we're like, oh, God, whatever.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: like dad jokes. Like, i hungry, I'm dad that's teaching you to, you know, yeah, talk more properly. And it's something to do with your kids, and it's fun. Like, I was doing, um, I mean, I had you guys earlier today. You were doing a tongue twister that I will do for you so you don't slip it up. It's it's called Pheasant Plucker. I am a mother pheasant plucker. I pluck mother pheasants. I am the best mother pheasant plucker that ever plucked a mother pheasant. And that teaches enunciation. I am not saying you should teach that to your children and see how fast they can go. <laughs>
3: Because I
0: told my husband last night I was a mother pleasant. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I hadn't, I, now I have it memorized. But like, I like that one. I also like what it to do to die today at a minute or two till two. A thing distinctly hard to say and harder still to do wow I I will pull it up hold on that's not the entire thing I really 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 enjoy it let's see if I can pull it
2: up oh you're gonna have to send that to me oh yeah it's um
0: I'll do the entire thing if you give me a second to pull it up I don't have it fully memorized because we never did the entire thing um it's one we used in theater where is my tongue twisters? Because it's a Word document, it's harder to find in my history. Okay, so I'll give it to you. What a to do to die today at a minute or two till two. A thing distinctly hard to say, yet harder still to do. For they'll beat a tattoo at twenty to two with a rat a tat tat a tattoo. And the dragon will come when he hears the drum at a minute till two, at a minute or two till two today, at a minute or
2: two till two. Wow. I love that one. I'm gonna have so much fun teaching that to the kids. Yeah,
0: it's enunciation, and that's what we use them for. And um, hold on, send it to you. There you go. Um, it's enunciation. You use it in theater class to work on because what you want to do in theater because you're talking to the back row. I mean, I get that we have microphones and stuff now, but you still want it to be audible over a microphone. Depending on your microphone, depends on how audible it is. So you want to over enunciate, and it's something that teaches you to over enunciate because if you do not over enunciate, that you are a mother pheasant plucker, then you're going to say something completely different.
2: Yes. Oh, you might know what do you what is the term for the N K sound? Ooh, I did not. Yeah, I just clicked.
0: Why are you not typing? Um, phonics, phonics,
1: phonics. What is it called? It's
2: a consonant blend. Okay, I didn't know there was like a specific word for how the N goes into the K with the NG sound or whatever.
0: I don't know phonics.
2: Well, whatever that was, Patrick had... Patrick was not very good at that when he was, I guess, 6, 7, 8. And his favorite CD was Disco Funk. (laughs) And, yeah. it, It became my life's mission for a while. To teach the NK sound, because he would talk about that many times a day It was his favorite cd and it was his favorite kind of music and he would talk about it a lot and and the end just it wasn't there i'm going to add the uh, and and of course you can't laugh cuz no. cuz then you'll have to explain why you're laughing
3: <laughs> well, well it's not just that
2: laugh. <laughs> It's yeah. It's not just that you're going to have
0: to. Uh, they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. And yeah. I have added the uh to- the two tongue twister, uh, PDFs that I've been using Word Doc slash PDF that I've been using to the resources. If you guys are interested, I like using them to help me with my enunciation because right now. I'm working on writing what is called an etic poem. It's a form of Norse poetry that does a lot of alliteration, like Hasin hey, O oh, So I'm working with that and in order to do alliteration properly, depending on where in the world it where in the word it falls, you need to enunciate properly to do that hasten hey, OC steed is from a SEA uh, song Cool that I'm doing this evening um, so I f- and obviously I have an English degree and I have one for a reason I find this stuff endlessly interesting so if you have questions please contact us and you can do that in the following ways We are on MeWe, parlor Odyssey and YouTube as 80S mom podcast. We have a website, 80smompodcast.com, spelled the exact same way. You can reach us by email at show at 80smompodcast.com. And until next week, remember, no matter how hard this gets, you've got this. Bye.
3: Bye-bye.